Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in and spending your time with us. Welcome to a new episode of Crave Arts Presents The Future of Film, featuring intimate interviews with the best student filmmakers from around the world. My name is Tom Oliva, and I am co-founder and executive director of Crave Arts and the All-American High School Film Festival, the premier destinations for emerging student filmmakers all over the world. Today, I am joined by festival alumni from 2014 through 2017, Cal Echeverry, to dig deep into what drives this emerging filmmaker. Dallas, Texas native Cal Echeverry first came on our radar in 2014 with multiple official selections that illuminated his ability to embrace a wide range of genres with a keen interest in revealing genuine human connection and how it triumphs over adverse circumstances. His dark comedy, Surgeon of Soul, won Best Comedy in 2015, further displaying his limitless range and passion for exploring the psyche of unique characters navigating equally unique trials. The fact that Cal's writing and production craft was so diverse and mature at 15 years old certainly caught our attention. But it was his film, The Art of War, winner of Best Editing in 2017, that truly solidified our belief that Cal was a remarkable talent. The story's exploration of the duality of politics and war embraces a worldly perspective far beyond his years, and the deep emotional core is bolstered by a masterf masterful marrying of technique with message. We are grateful that Cal shared so many stories with us, and I am thrilled to be speaking with him today. Hey, Cal, how are you? Hey, thanks, Tom. Thank you so much for having me. I, I really appreciate the... Uh the the awesome description and intro. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's uh it's well deserved. We we probably uh, you may hold the record for most official selections by any student filmmaker uh, in our really? history. It's it's possible. Wow. I'd have to I'd have to run the math on that. But uh, your your output and uh, talent uh, was obvious throughout the years, and I'm so happy to be connecting with you again. Uh, let's just let's just kick things off with uh, where you are right now and uh, what you're working on. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so right now, so currently, uh, to keep you up to speed, I'm at USC. Um, I'm currently a junior studying film TV production. Um, and well, you know, at least right now, uh, it being the coronavirus, I'm currently not actually at USC. I'm back home in Dallas, but, um, but irregardless of that, it's been great. Um, I've actually, it's really funny. I've been actually transitioning from narrative and actually blending documentary styles with uh, narrative together. And so that's something that I've really been exploring recently. Um, so I've actually been working on um, both narrative projects, kind of hybrid projects where it's half documentary, half narrative, and then full on documentary projects as well. Um, because I actually am uh, double majoring in journalism as well. So, so through that major, uh, it opens up the opportunity for me to dive into more journalistic documentary content as well, which is a really cool perspective to have especially with this whole theme of human connection and really delving into the psyche of individuals that, you know, I've definitely learned, especially through documentaries, that that has been a very, very powerful way to not only relay the psyche of, of an individual to an audience, but then to yourself and to make the individual and subject feel, you know, that they have a voice. And so that, that has been something that I've currently been exploring. Um, yeah, that that's relatively new um, since the last time we talked. Very cool. So let, let's talk a little bit about your experience uh, at USC, um, sort of what led you to be a part of that program and, and what being out there in L.A. at one of the premier schools is like. I know 
a lot of uh, our listeners, I mean, you're, you're really talking to, you know, thousands and thousands of emerging filmmakers from all over the world who are, are curious about the path that you took and, and sort of trying to forge their own path. Um, what, what led you to USC and, and what has that experience been like? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I, I mean, you know, on, to be honest, it's ever since I was, uh, you know, a freshman in high school, I always wanted to go to USC. I mean, I knew that was, you know, one of the top film schools and a lot of the directors that I, that really inspired me as a little kid went to USC. Um, I knew, I knew, um, friends that had gone to USC, not the film school, but just in general, and they loved the university experience as a whole. So, you know, so since freshman year onwards, I always wanted to go to USC and the biggest, Thing that I did that I'm so happy that I did um, that I really think got me into USC was, and you mentioned this a little bit, was just the sheer amount of work that I did, um, whether it be film, just you know, theater, any creative form of art. Um, I just was always doing something creatively and then showcasing that on my website and my portfolio that you have to submit during the application process. Um, and I think just that showcase of commitment um, and just sheer quantity um, is definitely something that pushed, uh, my application through as well. And I think another thing that also, um, helped as well that I've definitely been telling people, you know, cause people have reached out to me and said, Hey, listen, you know, how do I get into the film school at SC? And I said, one thing too, that I think makes you stand out is, you know, in your application process, don't, don't just talk about film, you know, talk about that. You, you can mention film, but really actually talk about other aspects of your life that, that inform your storytelling. Um, even beyond film, just as, as a storyteller. So I, I always suggested framing yourself as a storyteller rather than a filmmaker, you know, so something that's kind of more um, abstract and more of an umbrella of a lot of other things as well in different storytelling arts. Um, and then also creating a theme within your application process, which was great. Um, for example, I have always been super into history. I'm a huge history buff. But I, I always loved taking the AP classes in the history route and whatnot. So um, I talked a lot about history in every aspect of my application process. So whether it be my visual sample, which was like my short film uh, sample, which had to do with history and it was into the past, um, the film that I did about history. Um, and then I did, you know, my personal statement was about history and how that influences my storytelling. And then I also submitted um, a screenplay that had to do with history as well. So all those kind of, uh, the fact that all of those different elements had a, had a singular theme um, throughout them made it more consistent and authentic. And I think that is definitely something to consider, you know, in any film school that you apply to in the application process. And I definitely know that, you know, contextually with the, with, with the people that are listening right now, they're definitely thinking about that. You know, I, I remember being in high school, even sophomore year, thinking about, God, you know, how do I, you know, what's the film school application process like? Because, you know, especially if you're, you're at a general school, it, um, they don't really teach you, they don't really prep you for that because it's so niche. And so um, I, I remember you know, thinking it was always great hearing from someone that, that had been to film school or is currently in it and really explaining the process to them. That is, is terrific advice. Um, I really appreciate the depth of detail that you provide, um, uh, you know, on, on the approach that you took and, and how long that approach was in, in process. Um, I think that's, mm. that's really important for our listeners to hear. Um, so you, you apply to USC, you have this very focused path of, of how you're going to get in you're lucky enough to make the cut. And, and I think it's also great that you emphasize just sort of how many things you did artistically to make sure that, that your mark was clear, right? That, that your passion for the arts, for storytelling was, was very evident. And, and we, it's funny because we've also sort of shifted 
the way that we talk about our film festival and that we we are really dealing with storytellers here first and foremost because mm. without the story mm -hmm. there is no film and um you know now yeah. we're getting into podcasts and and sort of influencer content and those kinds of things and and they're mm -hmm. all related and linked by storytelling so you get into USC and and you you go there you know a lot of people listening might also be saying like is film school for me is it not for me what why mm -hmm. why was it the right choice for you and and sort of what are what are some of your takeaways in the few years that you've been there I would say you know I think film school is great because for two for two big reasons I would say well one for the net I mean I actually I guess I can combine both of them but really centrally it's networking I think you know the reality is especially when you come out to Hollywood um, into Los Angeles, in, in really any industry, I mean, New York and whatnot, uh, it's all about networking, who you know, and it's very much a social business. Um, and you take classes that very much open the door for you and, and, and make you realize that you know, it really is about who you know. And so really network, it gives, USC specifically is really great because it has an amazing alumni base. Um, they really are loyal to their students. They, and it's not only just networking with alumni and professors, it's always also networking with your cohort, your, your fellow students, because you know, you guys are in the same boat together and, and, and their success is your success. So, so that's been really awesome. And I think that's definitely prevalent at every film school, you know, um, that the, the, the access to networking, both through your alumni, your current professors and your students that, you know, are going to be successful in the field as well, um, is really, is very much advantageous that you won't, wouldn't otherwise get if you just didn't go to film school. And then even beyond that, I just think the university experience as a whole has been awesome. And I think USC uh, beyond the film school um, is, is a great school that has really given me a lot of experience and opportunities that I'd other, otherwise never um, have the ability to do, especially in the documentary world, um, and especially in Annenberg, which is the uh, journalism school there. The, Annenberg and, and the film school are actually very closely connected and tied because especially nowadays, they're actually, you know, they're creating classes where they're blending both the narrative and documentary art because that that you know as you know nowadays is really increasing and pioneering um you know especially through a lot of different platforms and and so that's kind of a that's a pioneering art that that i'm excited to see how it permeates in the future but um but yeah it, it, and it was coming full circle I, I think film school is very important obviously learning from a technical perspective but i i honestly i think you could I think you could learn the essentials of technicality, you know, anywhere, whether it be, you know, going to film school or, or watching YouTube videos. The only thing that I would say that film school gives you access to in terms of that is just equipment, you know, just the ability to work with high-end equipment, which is great. Um, and learning all the very, you know, niche specifics and mannerisms of being on set in the kind of equipment and really, you know, um, learning through doing. So, you know, assuming you don't personally have access to that kind of equipment, film school is a great outlet for that. But the bigger thing that I think is way more important is the access to networking. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's a great perspective on it. And it's interesting that you mention um, the the documentary and narrative blend um, in our mm -hmm. curriculum. Uh, we have been consistently emphasizing that, you know, docs are having their moment right now. And the reason that they're having totally their agree. moment right now is because of that blend, because they're not just like mm -hmm. a book report, a news report an interview with a subject with B-roll, you know, they have become this right. very narrative art form while still sort of maintaining the the core of, of what a documentary can be. And I, I think that thinking outside of the box perspective on docs is, uh, is key to especially, you know, emerging student filmmakers who are sort of exploring the craft. Don't do what you think it should be. Do what is the best way to tell the story. 
Um, and absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and I it's, it's, agree. it's so cool that that you're getting to experience that at the university level. Do you have? I'm just curious. Do you have a, a, a like a favorite class that you've taken that maybe you can tell us a little bit about? I mean, and yeah, everyone listening um, is is probably like, what is it like to actually be in a class at USC? Okay, what? okay. So, 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 okay. So, this is my honest answer. So, I think it's funny. So, my favorite class that I've ever taken at USC actually was not a film class. Um, it was an anthropology class that I took for my GE, um, and it was. Uh, the professor was a professor named Thomas Ward. He actually was from, uh, from Dallas. So that was, you know, pretty funny. And that was a good connecting moment, but, um, it was really cool because it was an anthropology class delving into, um, gang studies and studying urban gangs and, um, just the, the anthropological perspective of, of gangs and street gangs, and whether it be from MS 13 to the, to the Yakuza to uh, 18th street, um, the bloods and crips. It, it was a really interesting class that I think is relevant to storytelling because, you know, you really delve into the stories of these individuals and the perspectives of how, you know, how one psychologically would get into, um, you know, go into a gang, you know. And so uh, with that, one thing that really made this a pivotal class for me was that the professor actually uh, gave a couple of students the opportunity to be a research assistant for him. So he's currently uh, writing a thesis paper on MS-13 and, and doing a lot of field research with them. And so he, um, he was looking for research assistants and offered it up to the class to apply. And so I applied, ended up getting a research assistant position with them. And then to make the, you know, the story short, um, I essentially was able to go uh, into Koreatown in Los Angeles and interview uh, several MS-13 gang members and just hang out with them for, you know, several hours and interview them, you know, uh, get my phone and audio record the interview and just and talk with them to really get into their perspective uh, on, you know, what their life was like and, and what they, you know, um, about the familial situation Um what they love, what they hate, what their biggest regrets are in life. And, and so that was a transformative experience for me that, uh, that actually, that not only was, was great because I, you know, learned the experience of interviewing and transcribing interviews and giving it to my professor and whatnot. Um, but it was transformative in terms of me loving the, the interview experience. And I just thought to myself, I was like, wow, what is a career or a, or a, or a creative path that uh, emulates this kind of, the same kind of experience? And that's kind of what started my path on documentary filmmaking or just opening up that world to me. Um, and from then on, I, I had a lot of other experiences where, um, you know, I, I began shooting documentaries and, and delving into subjects and, and getting in, and just getting into experiences and situations that I'd otherwise never, you know, be willing to go into. And it was, it was really, really fascinating. So anyways, that, that was probably my, my favorite class at USC because that class single-handedly gave me that opportunity um, to interview those subjects that was extremely powerful and kickstarted my, my love for documentaries. Wow. I, I'm so happy that in my introduction, I, I talked about your range and uh, your interest in, in, you know, diverse storytelling, because it, it certainly is being echoed in, in the experiences you're sharing. Um, you know, thank you. I, I also, uh, I have to ask, is, is there a documentary, you know, a gang related documentary in your future? Uh, well, yeah, maybe I, I, um, I would, I hope so. So it's funny you say that I still have the, the phone numbers and connections with those guys. I've been thinking about that. Um, I just don't, you know, it's hard because it's really sense. It's a really sensitive topic and there's a lot of complex, you know, elements with it. The re you know, the, the fact that their, you know, their faces weren't on camera was really important. And I didn't have a camera that just was their was their voice was important to them. Um, certain things that they talked about, they wanted off the record. And so it, it, it is definitely a complex, 
uh, group of characters to deal with, but definitely possible. And I just would just have to reach out to them and see how comfortable they are with, with going forward with a, with a potential short form documentary. Um, but one thing I did want to touch on that you touched on a little bit was, um, which is super important is regardless of what genre you want to go into, I think really thinking about the, the core of the characters and the story that you're going into and what, um, and what format or mode of storytelling best encapsulates that character and that kind of story. Um, I think that that's one thing that I've learned um, that's extremely important. And especially when talking about narrative versus documentary, you know, what kind of, depending on the story, is it better in a documentary format or a narrative format or a hybrid of both? Um, and so one, one, one of my recent um, projects that I've been working on that um, I can definitely see the link to or whatnot is a, is this is a hybrid documentary about mental health, um, specifically through the perspectives of two subjects that I found, one with um, generalized anxiety disorder and the other one with panic disorder. And essentially, I set them up where, you know, I set them in a room and they, you know, cultivated a relationship with each other and just kind of bounced back and forth. There was no specific questions that I, you know, uh, asked them. It was more kind of setting them up in a situation and in a comfortable situation where they're willing to open up to each other. And, you know, I pre-interviewed them to get them really comfortable and conditional with themselves. And essentially it felt very narrative because it seemed as if there were just two characters, you know, in, in an apartment, um, you know, uh, filmed in a cinematic way, talking about, um, talking about anxiety and talking about just mental health in general. And what are the, what are the physical manifestations of their mental health? And so with that, I interweaved experimental scenes, um, that were more scripted of, of, you know, experimental, um, shots and visual depictions that that visually manifest, um, what they're feeling inside. And so, you know, their interview or kind of their casual interview inter interweaved with these experimental moments um, really created a tone and a feeling that was very, um, I guess, both experimental, but I also like to say experiential, because I really, my goal at the end of the day was to get the audience as much as I could in the perspective of those two people just for those four minutes, you know, to make it as powerful for them and, and, and as, you know, um, inspiring to them as possible. And, and at the end of the day, that's what these two people wanted is to make, you know, have their voices heard and have an impact and, and, and create awareness for mental health. And, you know, at least I think that, that, that was a successful project in that regard. Such good advice. Again. Um, I, I think a lot of student filmmakers don't have that kind of flexibility of thought when approaching a project or approaching a story and flexibility, uh, a wide perspective, being able to look at the story from a variety of angles and really think about the best way to tell it is extremely important. And it can be difficult mm -hmm. for a young person who says, you know, in their mind, oh, I have this idea. This is how it's going to be. This is how it's going to look. Um, and, and you have to be able to pivot. You have to be able to really yeah. see what the story can be in different modes and, and be willing to take those risks. And, and what you're describing actually sounds a, a little bit like the art of war and the parallel editing that yeah. you employ in that Absolutely. film, showing two different worlds, but revealing a, a common perspective and, and a common theme. Uh, so uh, absolutely clearly that's something that you've been sort of interested in for a long time. And I would absolutely love for you to send that link and we can include it in the description, uh, to the, the podcast as well, so that other folks can yeah, kind of, of get a visual of, uh, of what you're describing. Let, let's, of course. Yeah. And, yeah, of course. No, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying, yeah, I, I, I love, I really love pushing that specific piece. Cause again, I just know how badly the, the subjects really cared about spreading the message, you know, just, just cause I think 
you know, they really felt like a lot of people just didn't feel comfortable, didn't have the will enough to, to speak out about their mental conditions, you know, whether they have a disorder or not. Um, and, and, and they just really, you know, they really, I know how much they care about spreading that message. So that's kind of why I just, I just wanted to say that. That's why I really encourage, you know, everyone to, to watch that piece, um, just, you know, just so they can hear the message. Absolutely. So let, let's take it a step back now and, and talk about your experiences as a high school filmmaker. When did you first yeah. start making movies and why? <clears throat> so let me think. Uh, well, technically speaking, I really started in middle school, I guess. Um, but it's funny. I actually didn't have a video camera. I only had a, like a, a still photography camera. So the only thing I could do was stop motion things. So I, I, you know, I started off doing stop motion Lego movies, you know, when I was a little kid, uh, like this is like fifth grade, sixth grade. And then once I, and I really wanted to take a film class, but they didn't offer that in, in middle school at the, at the middle school that I went to. So, um, I had to wait till high school to really get into a film school class and get access to potential equipment and whatnot. Um, and then, um, once high school began, that's when I really started actually creating, uh, you know, legitimate, uh, short films, you know, relatively. And so, uh, you know, with, you know, live action short films and, and it, and at first I, you know, I would, you know, kind of go to, went to my friends to, to use as actors and that was fun. And then, but then one thing I realized that I actually learned from a senior, um, Eric Stern, that um, is still very much, you know, buddies with me today. And he's still very much a mentor to me. He was always a mentor to me throughout high school. Um, he equally loved film. He went to the University of Texas for, for film production. Um, but he told me that, uh, you know, he was like, he opened up the idea of using professional actors. And I was, I was, uh, I was very surprised. I was like, oh, really? I'm like a high schooler. I feel like there's no, there's no professional actor out there that would ever work with me. I'm just, you know, a little kid. And he said, no, no, there's actually a website called Short Films Texas. And, you know, again, context, I'm out of Dallas, Texas, where you can post your short film and you can frame it as a student film. Um, but there will be actors that, that will act in your film that are professional and you don't have to pay them. And I was just completely, that completely uh, mind boggled me. I had no idea. And I think most people, uh, most student filmmakers out there in high school don't realize that is definitely a reality that you can absolutely get, um, professional actors to, to be in your film, you know? So if you need a, you know, a 67 year old, uh, 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 African-American man, then you can definitely get that as an actor. I mean, you have access to that. Um, as long as you, you know, you, you pitch yourself and, and you showcase your passion for the project, they will definitely reciprocate and they, they will feed off your energy. So, um, that's so anyways, coming full circle towards the end of my freshman year, that's when I started you know, using this website called Short Films Texas to, um, to recruit or to cast um, professional actors. And so that, that was definitely a, a transformative part of my filmmaking career, I guess, as, as a high schooler, because that definitely, even just visually, just from a visual perspective, brought my film quality to the next level because people were already shocked. They're like, whoa, 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 hold on. How did you get someone that's a fifth-year-old guy to be in your film? Like, what? And he's actually not too bad at acting. It's like, well, I had the ability to to cast these professional actors. And so from then on, I really, I utilized that to my advantage um, and then cultivated relationships with different actors in the Dallas area and reused them, um, you know, depending on if I thought they set the role or not. And yeah, and so that's one thing I would definitely suggest to, to young filmmakers out there is to definitely you know, in your area, try to find any resource, whether it be online or through Facebook or, or word of mouth, any professional actors 
um, that are willing to just, you know, um, do work for free because they're just trying to rack up their resume. Yeah. And um, I, I'm so, and they will definitely work for you. I'm so happy Cal that, that you mentioned that because we find, I mean, you know, we've seen between 10 and 20,000 student films over the years. And, and the, the biggest student oh. film killer is a lack of authenticity. And one of the first steps to creating an authentic project is professional actors, or if not professional, mm -hmm. age appropriate, right? Because you can't have yeah. a, a pimple faced braces, you know, a 15 year old playing a grown adult. Uh, it's just Absolutely. never going to work. You're never going to have that authenticity with that. Um, and it's a huge piece. And it, it, you're right. The resources are available now and they are free. It's really a matter of your pre-production and your preparation and yeah. the way that you present yourself. And I'm also, I also want to remind our listeners that something you said earlier about the business being a social business and, and so much of what you're able to do and what you're able to produce on screen comes down to your ability to communicate effectively with other people uh, and to rally them around your cause. And it sounds like you found that early on. And obviously I've seen your projects. It's reflected in the work that we see on screen. You do have authenticity oh, thank you so much. Um, thank you. In, in every way possible. And it, and it really makes a big difference. So it, it sounds like not only once you got to high school, uh, by the way, uh, almost everyone I've spoken with cut their teeth on stop motion uh, videos. They, th that's how they got their start. And, and really what that reveals <laughs> yeah. to me is a, a passion for telling stories and doing it in whatever way you could at the time that you were doing Ab it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That was the only way that I, you know, I didn't have a, a video camera. I only had a, a little still um, photography camera. I'm trying to think what the brand was. I can't remember, but it was a very uh, low quality camera, but I had a, I had a still camera and Legos. And so I was like, well, I could, I could make this happen. So right. uh, it's really just using, using the, the, the hand that you're dealt, you know, in any capacity um, necessary. And, and I think it's actually a, a bonus. I think it's a benefit to your future work because if you can make inanimate Legos communicate character and conflict, then once you're dealing with real human beings and, you know, real sets. It'll be way easier. Exactly. Yeah. And, right. and so it's actually, it, I think it's a great path to take. So it sounds like you, 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 once you got into high school and, and started making films and, and you had these mentors that, that made a big difference for you, uh, you, you really did have a lot of support when you were in high school. You had a good film program and, and outlets mm -hmm. to, to, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, I did. And that's one thing that really I'm just so grateful for. And I, I recognize that, you know, that that's definitely um, not anomalous, but, but it's, it, it's rare. I mean, I, I definitely understand how there are so many high schools out there that don't have you know, amazing film programs, but I, I really stress, don't let that um, discourage you. You know, you can definitely, uh, I mean, I can definitely tell you that you can go out there and make, you know, amazing quality content with professional actors without the need of a film program. You know, that's just, that's just something I think, honestly, a film program is just there for you to learn the academics of film and to motivate you um, to, to, to motivate you to go out there and shoot films. If you don't need that motivator, you know, to, you know, an assignment that you have to get it done by whatever, October 5th, um, then if you don't need that, then you can go out there and just, if you have your own motivation, just go out there and shoot films. Um, and you can, and, and one thing that was great too, and it might be harder in New York and LA and these kind of bigger cities, but uh, one thing I would definitely stress for young filmmakers to capitalize on is if you're in a smaller town or if you're in a city where there's not much film presence, you know, um, take advantage of the fact that you're a young filmmaker. You can go to different restaurants and different 
uh, venues. If you need like a restaurant, go in there and say, Hey, listen, I'm a high schooler. I'm a student filmmaker. Uh, this is for like an English final project. And I just want to use this, you know, for a couple hours and they, uh, you'll be surprised. They'll be like, Oh, you want to shoot a movie here? And, and they'll, and you'll be like, yeah, I want to shoot like a short film and all that stuff. And they'll think it's super cool. And I promise you that, uh, nine times out of 10, they'll let you use it. Um, it's one, because you're a student and they kind of, you know, you're younger and they want to, you know, they want to help you out and you know, you're not asking for any money or whatnot. And two, um, you know, they just, it's, it's a community that never really sees any film presence. And so the value of like a movie being uh, filmed there is just way higher. Again, I think it'd be a lot more difficult in Los Angeles than New York. However, if you're in like, you know, Detroit, or if you're in New Orleans or, you know, uh, in, a, in a small rural town, I mean, you can definitely capitalize on that and you can get essentially any venue you'd want in your community, um, you know, within reason. And so that's, that's something I definitely took advantage of and realized early on that, wow, like a lot of people think it's kind of cool that they have a little short film shot in their bar or in their uh, just venue or whatnot. Absolutely. Um, and so and, and that Cal, definitely gave you access. I, I, I could not agree more. And I'm so happy that you, you mentioned that because uh, it is absolutely true. You have a certain leverage as a young, passionate artist uh, where people are going to be a lot less cynical about your approach. Um, and they're going to be a lot more excited about being a part of your project. And I, I think there is a glamour to to mm -hmm. making movies, regardless of you know how low budget or student they may be. Um, people want to be yeah. a part of that. People get excited by that. And I think it, it, it's again, it's about the preparation. It's about the approach. You know, yeah. if, if you go into a Absolutely. pizzeria and just walk in there and say, "Hey, I want to make a movie," and you don't have a detailed plan and a passionate pitch about right. it, it's going to be a different yeah. reaction yeah. than if you go in and you yeah. say. I'm extremely prepared. I'm extremely flexible. Will you please help me yeah. out and be a yeah, part very, of this project? Yeah. Absolutely. Flexibility and passion are the two biggest things that will get you to the door because uh, the biggest thing for me was also just showcasing that I was really excited about this and emphasizing how their, their specific venue was like what I envisioned. It was like the place, you know, for this story. And so that also made them feel even more um, honored, you know, and, and almost contrived to like, let me you know, film there because it was like, this is the place. And this was everything that I envisioned. And I would, you know, I, I, I would absolutely love to shoot in your place. Here's the detailed plan, et cetera. I'm extremely flexible, you know, just let me know what you think. Um, and so that was, that's definitely another, uh, communication strategy that I would definitely, if, if you feel comfortable implementing, just kind of emphasizing that this is the, this is the place that I envisioned and it, it's, it's the perfect place. And I'd, you know, love to have the, I'd, I'd love to have the honor of, of, of shooting, of telling a story um, in your venue, whatever it may be. Yeah. Very, uh, mature perspective, uh, for a high schooler to have, but, but really good advice. Um, why do you do this? Why do you make movies? Why do you want to tell these stories this way? No, it's funny. I, I, that is still a continuing question that I think, um, I'll never fully know the answer to, but my part, my part answer, um, well, one, I mean, I just enjoy it. I mean, it just gives me so much adrenaline being on set. Um, I think that there, I think if I had to really answer, it'd be two things. So one is the collaboration aspect. I really love, I love the, the best feeling in the world is if you're bouncing ideas off of someone else and you both click on like one idea and you're like, yes, yes, yes. Or, or a, a certain shot or, or a certain way to tell a story and you both agree or you're in a room of, of collaborators and they all are in unison together. That is the greatest feeling in the world. And, and then, you know, and, and feeding off the energy of other excited artists and individuals um, on your crew or, or in pre-production or whatnot is an amazing feeling. And so I love that collaborative process. That's something that, you know, 
that I think is, is, is a life worth living. And then another thing that I think makes this kind of life worth living is, especially with documentaries, I think experientially it is the most um, enticing and most enriching thing ever. You know, like I said, back to the MS-13 thing, you know, that experience and along with, you know, I, for example, I also shot a documentary on um, fake ID culture um, and through the perspective of, of underage users and um, these uh, and, uh, undercover police, the alcohol beverage control and underground manufacturers as well. So it was, it, it's a, it's a risque topic, but I was, a, I had the ability to go and interview um, California alcohol beverage control officers and go on a uh, ride along with them as they conducted undercover operations. And I filmed them and, and that experience was just so amazing. And not only just to tell the story and, and to be a filmmaker, but just as an individual, just as a human being, being able to, you know, go on a, on a, on a undercover mission with these, with these undercover agents that are in the alcohol beverage control unit, like in what other, uh, you know, opera, what other way would you have the opportunity to do that? I mean, so the documentary process and just the filmmaking process in general gives, opens up all these doors of just experience for you and, and life is made of experiences. And so that, that's what keeps me going too, is it is just the experiential aspect of it. You know, that I think I'm meeting all these interesting characters and people and making connections with them and, and experiencing all these different unique things that I'd otherwise, you know, never get at, you know, like a, you know, as a, as an accountant or some desk jockey job, you know? And so I'm not now not trying to downgrade that at all. Those that's a different kind of just mentality. But for me, what is most conducive with me personally is just, is that kind of lifestyle. And so that, that is something that, that drives me as well. It's just the ability to connect with other people and characters and tell their story and not only to make them feel better, and enrich the audience's experience, but then experience your own, you know, enrich your own experience as well, um, just from an experiential perspective. Well, your your passion uh, and energy for uh, those kinds of connections is contagious. I, I, I'm finding myself inspired here, sitting at my desk speak, speaking <laughs> with you. So uh, uh, it is, it's obvious. Um, how how did you I guess get, you. get to this point? Um, who who are your influences? What filmmakers or or, or films uh, kind of helped create the the artist you are today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, man, I mean, well, one thing that just wanted me that just kind of kickstarted my love for like films in general and just movies in general is uh, George Lucas. And that was another thing that, yeah, it's such a cliche answer, but honestly, I mean, you know, American graffiti and star Wars, those are some of my favorite films as a kid. Um, and that's also kind of what, you know, uh, pushed me to USC in a more of a naive way, but that's just what opened up the conversation of USC. Like, Oh man, he went there. Like, let's, let's at least check it out, you know? Um, and then from there, as I delved into it more, I mean, obviously I wanted to go for many other reasons, but, um, but I mean, I would say, you know, George Lucas, just from a childhood perspective, just was an inspiration for me. Uh, but really, I mean, more of my bigger mentors and inspirations weren't necessarily filmmakers, but I mean, you know, they're also filmmakers in the right, but, but teachers, I mean, those were, especially in high school, you know, I, uh, you know, Bobby Weiss, I mean, he's a big inspiration for me. Um, he's just been a great, um, companion, um, and support system and, and, and just a great motivator to keep me going, you know, in the good, bad and the ugly. And, uh, Mrs. Corona, who was the previous, um, uh, film teacher there. Um, so just really to talk to just uh, film students in general, just really take advantage of your film teachers and just teachers in general. For example, when I was writing a history, a script about history, which is my uh, script sample for film school, applying to film school, I got it, you know, rigorously checked by my history teachers, you know, and getting their perspective and saying, hey, listen, you know, not only are the facts correct, but, but do you think that this kind of character within the context of this, of this era 
in this kind of, um, you know, um, historical situation, would they do this or would they do X or did they do Y? And I would get kind of, they were almost kind of a history consultant uh, for me. And so I would say, take advantage of those teachers that you don't even think, you know, would, would be much a help, help on the, on the, you know, first glance. But, but when you really think about it, they, they, they care about you and they're passionate, especially if it has to do with history with history teachers, they love tackling that kind of subject matter in a more creative way. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I kind of went off, off the question. No, there, but, no, you but didn't. Those, I, but I, those teachers are definitely very much my huge inspiration. Um, probably honestly less, much less so than, than filmmakers. Just, I mean, obviously there are filmmakers that aesthetically inspire me in the moment if I watch their work, but really just that keeps me motivated that are, you know, just more for the storytelling aspect, just my, my mentors, you know, that have supported me creatively. Yeah. I think it's refreshingly humble. I, I don't think you, you strayed from, uh, the question, because the question was, you know, who are your influences? And, and basically your, your humility is revealing that the people that supported you and that helped you realize your dream are the people who really influence you the most. And I, I think that's incredibly refreshing. Mm. Um, let, let's, let's go back to yeah, of course. when you were making these films in high school. So, you know, you started submitting to us as a freshman in 2014. By the time you, mm -hmm. you were graduating high school in 2017, you had a couple awards under your belt, which I, I cannot emphasize enough is, is an incredible accomplishment based on uh, thank you, you thank know, you so much. Thank how, you. <laughs> how competitive our event is. Um, what was it like, uh, you know, having your work recognized? What did it mean to you to to come through All American to attend the festival? What was that experience like? Oh, I mean, it was transformative. It was really, really cool. And I mean, by the way, I can't even thank thank enough you thank you guys enough for holding this event. I mean, it was, it was so, one, it's just super fun. Right. And, and it's just, and it's always a great feeling to, to be recognized for anything, you know, but, but in, in such a professional setting, you know, I feel like you guys do a great job of making it feel professional, you know, and making it really feel like, you know, even though we're high schoolers that we, it's almost like the Oscars, you know, that it, it really feels glamorous and, 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 and very, very professional and seeing your, and literally seeing your film on the big screen in a legitimate theater that you know thousands of New Yorkers and people from you know arguably around the world go and um, and see is is such a crazy experience that it's really indescribable. But I, I think yet even though it's indescribable, I think we can all relate to and understand at least that 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 kind of feeling. Um, but um, again, I think that the sense of professionalism at the festival was was super was very impressive and just super cool to experience as a high schooler, you know, where I'm not used to that kind of professionalism and I'm, you know, I'm grown up to not expect that kind of professionalism. You know, it's the whole narrative. It's, it's the classic narrative of, you know, Oh, once you graduate high school and once you're kind of in college, then you become an adult, you know, but, but in a good way, it's like this festival, you know, uh, motivates you to become more of a professional sort of quote unquote adult, but in the context of a filmmaker that, um, that, that you're motivated by professionalism, the, the, the quality of other people's work there, which is insane. I mean, I can't even tell you how many films that I saw at the all American film festival that were, that were mind blowing that I like, especially like, for example, the animations and the stop motions, I have no idea how they do them. And it's extremely impressive and inspiring. Um, and there are several, um, I remember several instances of, of watching films that inspired me with different ideas. And, and, you know, I really wanted to meet the filmmakers. And so it's a great also networking ability too, because you know that honestly, like you said, it's extremely hard to get, to get into this festival. It's, it's, it's very competitive, but, but if you get in and you give the, you, you have the ability and access to go to this festival and meet these people, you know, that with the stakes being, with the bar being raised so high, 
all of these people are going to be successful in the industry, you know, in one form or, or another. So, you know, cultivating those relationships early with them is, is very pivotal. And, and you'll, you know, as you grow older, you know, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm not that old, but like, but, but when you get to become, you know, like a junior in college and, and looking towards the working world, you know, especially you understand just connections are everything in this business. Uh, uh, yes. And thank you, um, for, for all of those kind words. It's, it's absolutely our pleasure to provide the, the best possible event that we can for the talented mm -hmm. emerging artists yeah. that we represent. And, and it's, uh, it, it honestly feels like a gift that we get to see your early work and watch you grow and, and try to provide resources well, to thank, thank you so much. And by the way, the, by the way, the film, uh, the film invitational, didn't you mention that that was an awesome experience. I, I'm not sure. Are you guys still doing the invitational? We are. Well, you know, th this okay. year things are a little different in every way, yeah, but yes, little, we certainly yeah, are a little different, but uh, in an ideal world, it would still be going on. Yes, sir. Yeah. We're, uh, we're yep. going into okay. year five or, or six now. Um, and, and we're very proud That's of awesome. that competition because you know, yeah. I, I think any artist needs real world experience, you know, not just back mm -hmm. home in your comfort zone, but to get out there and to, to go to a foreign city and say, okay, I've prepared for this, you know, now I'm ready to make a film here. And, and I think people mm -hmm. who participate, you know, programs or, or individuals who participate in the competition learn more from their failures, uh, during it than Absolutely. their successes. Absolutely. And then another thing too, about the film invitational that I think was super powerful, at least for me personally was um, because a little, a little, you know, context. So, um, you know, most of the films that I made in high school, my crew was maybe three people. You know, I mean, it was, it was a very small crew. Um, I was, to be honest, doing the majority of the work, not just because I needed to, but I, I, I wanted to. You know, I loved writing, directing and editing and whatnot, um, and, whole, and, you know, and DPing and stuff, you know, manning the camera. Um, but, you know, majority of those, of those stories that I told, um, I you know, I really just had a small crew. It was really just me and Jack and maybe another person that was willing to help out. But, you know, that was also because the community that we were in, I mean, there weren't that many people that were interested in just doing films. So that was another thing, but coming full circle, the invitational, because I was so used to, you know, doing everything on my own with projects and, or maybe, you know, splitting up with Jack, um, and maybe one other person, I wasn't used to the full scope of collaborative work that's required in, in real legitimate productions. And so one thing that was great about the Invitational was that it forced me to be collaborative uh, on a much bigger scale that I was used to, at least personally, you know, where there we were now working with uh, eight or eight people or 10 people and, you know, and people with multiple different specific positions that you had to trust and rely on um, and collaborate with. So the one thing that I love about the Invitational that you guys did is that it forced me at least to be way more collaborative than I needed, that I, that I had in the past. Um, which is, is, I can't even stress how important that is, you know, just learning the ability to collaborate, you know, which I think is, you know, partly street smarts as well. You can't really learn that in the classroom. Um, you got to just learn by doing it, you know, um, and being in the field. And so that uh, film invitational experience definitely cultivated that, um, that collaborative skill set. Well, thank you for extremely important. Thank you for the uh, perfect advertisement for the, the competition. That is exactly what no, we, no, uh, but it's true. It's, it's true true you know you're not paying me to say this i'm serious but it, it is it is it was really awesome so thank you again for for allowing that to happen and for managing that and kickstarting it well it's 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 great to hear that the the vision actually transcends uh into a reality um that's that's mm -hmm. why we do what we do so i'm glad to uh provide yeah. that opportunity and uh hopefully we can provide it for as many young filmmakers as possible um i, I have a time for, for one more question and uh it is 
what advice do you have for the the younger version of yourself who's listening to this? Um, you know, what what mm-hmm. what do you what yeah. do young filmmakers who are in high school now who are listening to this and and just as passionate and talented as you are, what 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 do they need to know? Um, I would say, I would just say constantly, you know, especially in the mind because I understand the mindset of a lot of you know me as a high schooler. You're always thinking about college, right? Especially in this day and age when it's so competitive and it's only going to get more competitive. And if you're really serious about film, naturally you're looking at film school. Um, And so if you, you know, if you feel like film school is the way to go for you and you really want to get into the best program possible, obviously one, I mean, keep your grades up. That's, I mean, that's just kind of general piece of advice. But beyond that, something that's really more important is just keep work, constantly work on something creative. It doesn't have to be films, but but, but constantly be involved in something creative, whether it be theater or, you know, a different form of art, you know, um, painting. Um, but, you know, but, but, but just do everything you can to just be creative in general, because, you know, there's actually these, especially at USC, there's a couple of, of people for students where their first film that they shot was their visual sample. But because they were so creative and so passionate about just telling stories in general, um, and they, and they clearly showcased that they were create, extremely creative and in, in, uh, individuals and unique people that they got in because of that, in, in that merit. And so um, my biggest advice is just to always be working on something. You know, I remember in high school, I was always literally, I mean, I was always working on a, a script or just some, or just production of some, in some phase on some projects, you know, uh, most of my projects were not assigned. Mass, vast majority of them were just personal projects of mine that I just wanted to go out and just, and do because I just sparked an idea and wrote the script and was like, let's, let's get it done. And so, and, and, you know, obviously, you know, most, most of the student filmmakers understand this. Once you complete the process fully, it's just such a great feeling. And so I think I just was addicted to that satisfaction of completing a project and seeing it whole and, and seeing your vision of what's going on in here in your mind come to reality. Um, that was, that was such a great feeling and motivated me to just keep telling stories. Um, and so biggest advice coming full circle, constantly just keep telling stories. Um, you know, just stay motivated to just go out there and shoot stuff all the time, you know, um, rack up that portfolio. Cause that's extremely impressive. Most people, most high schoolers are, you know, are not doing that. And so if, if you're, if you can do that, you know, um, you're going to stand out, you know, immensely amongst the crowd, um, and get to the places that you want to be and always just be open to, to just meeting new people and fostering connections and just being open and, and positive to people. And, and, and don't, and, and don't be afraid to ask for help if you need it. You know, that's another big thing, whether that be in the filmmaking process or just professionally, um, like networking wise, if you, you know, if you want to get an internship somewhere or, or, or whatnot, don't be afraid to reach out to people that you know, um, because that's extremely important. So that's the biggest piece of advice I would say is just stay motivated to make stuff and, and do it and execute on it. You know? Yeah, it's uh, it's terrific advice. I I could not agree more, Cal. I I sincerely hope that we will keep in touch. I sincerely believe that you have an incredible future ahead of you, and I would Thank love you. to continue to be a part of it and for you to continue to give back to our community. So I want to thank you uh, again for this insightful glimpse into your experiences and motivations as a storyteller. I encourage all of you to check out Cal's work. There will be links in the description and remind you that this is just one of many in-depth conversations with the future of film. Go to hsfilmfest.com for more information on the All-American High School Film Festival. And please subscribe and share across all platforms to support our important community of artists. See you next time.